0: A real deal. I'll shoot
1: your liver out and hand it to you. Coming off. <laughs> I was say, like,
2: that's part of the, you know, there's there's curses and there's uh, there's blessings to having Jim on. Uh, having a filter is not one of his uh, blessings. The guy just says whatever he thinks he needs to say.
3: That's what we're here for.
2: Yeah, that's what we're here for. That's that's the best we can do. Jeremy Jones joins the podcast. Jeremy, how you doing? Good, good. How y'all doing? Doing well. Uh, I guess let's let's uh, let's start this out in the beginning. Let's promote what you guys did last night. You guys uh, did a one-pocket ratings. Why don't you give? uh, Well, Jeremy, we'll start with you. Uh, Why don't you talk about last night and? uh, I know you said you had a couple of regrets. You said you were thinking of players that uh, you should have had on there, but uh, let's, let's hear. Do you think you got the list right?
4: Uh, I think the list was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> always going to be opinions, of course, uh, but I think it kind of rekindled me thinking about one pocket. I used to think about it like 24-7, I think, but last night after the show, just a few players, Shannon Dalton, uh, Cliff Joiner. even though those guys don't play, they certainly should always be mentioned. Uh, in the class when you're talking about one pocket. Uh but it was a lot of fun. I'd like to actually hear uh one day have some of the guys off the list and hear what they have to say about uh maybe what their list is or where they think they should be at. Uh but yeah it was a lot of fun last night. Mike, yeah. what
3: what you got?
1: We'll put we'll put that fire under their ass. Don't worry about it. We'll get them we'll get them on and, and on the record. And um it's funny because I asked a lot of these guys what their top five is and you'll get like complete opposites of the spectrum where you'll have like a Scott who who's like I'm for sure number number two in the world no doubt and then you'll have like the chip and these other guys who are very humble and like no I don't really want to give my top five so um it's been it's been very interesting but it was a lot of fun and it was great having you two gentlemen on last night to give us um credibility and personality and insight that you know, us uh, donkeys on the rail can't go and provide. So we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed it.
2: Well, uh, for, I guess for anybody who doesn't uh, follow your page, first off, you got to get over there and follow uh, Windows Open. But uh, give us a quick rundown of what the what your goal was in, in creating the list and then uh, having the video last night for it.
1: I I just got a lot of passion for one pocket, and I love the banter, and and I think we see it in, <clears throat> in all sports where there's power rankings. You know, like in the NFL, you'll get it week to week. And I think if if pool wants to be you know considered uh, uh, or get the respect of of being more of a proper sport, then things like that have to be added to uh, to the media side of it. I think, and but I've, but getting players' input and and people from the industry their opinions on it is key. It can't just be you know joe blow's opinion on it so i think it has to go hand in hand and um at least in the last couple of years there's been a good <clears throat> a good amount of guys who have been more open to getting on the record and having a microphone on them some guys still feel uncomfortable about it but i think as people go and promote their own brands and and who they are they'll have more fans which will turn will go and tune in to whatever's going on, whatever tournament it may be, you know, uh, uh, regionally or, or nationally or globally. So I think in the grand scheme of things, it's just all going to go and help grow the game. Yeah, I
4: agree. And, uh, I will say that pool's always been a, a who wins sport. Uh, we always recognize the winner, but I, I think, uh, I think we need to uh, recognize what goes on besides the guy winning. And I think a list of, uh, 10 players or 20 players in any of, any of the disciplines, uh, Means something, you know. Uh, pool's been a top heavy sport forever, and uh, you know you you string along and you go top tens all year. That's a hell of a year, and uh, we don't see that in our sport a lot of times. So, you know, the Shane Van Bonings and those guys are always going to get put on the on the posters, but we can't forget about the uh, the other players. Uh, so that means a lot when it comes to those lists.
2: For sure. All right. Well, uh, as you guys can see, we have Jeremy Jones here. Uh, big surprise at this point uh, since we're five minutes in and, you know, he's right here. So uh, we're going to be talking all things Moscone Cup. There hasn't been really all that much that's happened in the last week. Uh, in fact, I can't even really think of a major event that happened anywhere besides the finishing up of the European Championships. Uh, am, am I wrong there? Did Nothing really happen in the U.S. For, for big events, right?
4: Well, they had a nice event in Cincinnati where a few guys played uh, last week. But it kind of was the tail end of about two and a half months of uh, what I think is maybe the greatest string of events that I've ever seen uh, in the U.S. uh, as far as quality of fields and quality of events.
2: Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. Uh, And unfortunately, this was, uh, I guess, the last stretch that you're talking about, basically from uh, the Diamond Las Vegas on. Uh, that was right when pool shut down last year. In fact, right in between the, the Diamond Las Vegas Open and the Predator World 10 ball was when the world kind of went crazy and shut down. Uh, so we were right on the cusp of that last year, and then it got shut down. So, well, we got it this year at least. So that's that's good. <laughs> Lots of amazing events in there. So uh, since we don't really have all that much to talk about as far as uh, recent events, we are going to go Moscone Cup heavy today, which we had Alex Lely on a couple weeks ago when uh, he finished up his uh, European side of things. And now we get Jeremy Jones for the American <laughs> side of things. So, uh, Jeremy, I guess, take us through uh, starting out. You you got your five players. What do you think of your team that you've assembled as a 50 foot thousand view?
4: As a, as a what? Excuse me.
2: Just as a just a big view. Big view. What uh... do you like what, what do you think of the team?
4: Well, I love the team. I think uh, we put together a team that's that's there to win, um, not a bunch of guys looking to 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 have a showing or pick up a paycheck. Um, and you know, you can say that, I guess, because uh, I've been there. I've felt that from some players before, not only as a player but as a, uh, being involved on the management side. Um, so I, I love our team. And you know, like I said. Our, Earl messaged me again this morning. Uh, very, very, uh, a lot of desire in those messages, I felt. Uh, and then a lot of desire from the rest of the guys to play with Earl. Um, so I, I think the mix is a lot uh, better than people may give it credit.
2: Anyone got someone?
1: Yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, top 10 performances and, and how tough it is to go and string those along. You're up against a guy who's been consistent all year long in, in Alban Ocean. What what game planning, if any, can you go and do to maybe um, offset his his skill set? I mean, he seems to just uh, arrive in big moments and in big spots. Um, what, what, what is it that you guys do, if anything? Or is it just more of we're just going to prepare on our own and whatever they do, they do?
4: Well, you hit the nail right on the head there uh, as far as the end of it. Uh, actually, last night, you know, I got a couple of friend, cl- close friends that you know aren't on in, in the pro side of things, but they certainly know the players. And I was messaging; we were talking about pool last night, and uh, I said that there's a few that you know. I always believe that champions from years ago would be champions today. I think, uh, but there's a few players in this world uh, today that have taken uh, greatness to another level uh, and, and combined it with consistency. And Alvin Ocean is one of those guys I brought up last night that has done that. Um, I think there's a new level of pool, at least for the upper echelon guys, uh, than we've ever seen. Um, so hats off to him and, 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 of course, some guys on our side that are doing the same thing. Uh, I think Shane's playing the best he's ever played. I know that sounds crazy, but I really do believe that. Um, but as far as us, I mean, if we sit there – and get all involved with Alvin Ocean or Jason Shaw or, you know, Kachi or any of those guys, well, I think we're missing out. Uh, I think we just got to prepare for ourselves. And then, you know, as the event goes, you start to think about combinations of things and you can see how guys are playing. Uh, But, you know, if you bring up a guy like Alvin, well, he could play a bad day one. And I don't think that would affect Alex Laley at all. I, you know, I, it wouldn't affect me at all anyways. I wouldn't go into day two saying, man, well, here's my question mark with Albert. You know, everybody can have a bad day. So there's going to be a couple of players on that team that I don't think are going to uh, make many waves uh, for Alex or for myself. Uh, but then there are some other players that, you know, you can look at on day one and day two and maybe start to figure some things out. So prior to the Moscone Cup, Mike, uh, you know, Besides his name coming up, it's not going to be any kind of threat, that's for sure.
1: Pinozo?
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I guess what I was wondering is, you know, you talk about having this team and trying to put together the right pairings and things like that. Are you guys going to get a chance to get together at all before you fly over?
4: Uh, not as a whole. Uh, we want to make sure, some, you know, we don't lose anybody to COVID. We had that last year. So – uh, of course, we're going to have some of it, though, um, which we kind of, you know, Shane's always been kind of like Shane by himself a little bit when we do train. Of course, the camaraderie and some other things, you can't replace that stuff. Uh, same thing with Earl. When Shane and I talked about Earl being on the team, what we're going to do, what we're going to plan, because um, Earl will take care of himself. He He's probably hit more balls than anybody on both teams, but uh Skyler's actually coming in tomorrow here to my house. Uh, he doesn't live but a few hours away, so he's going to come in for a few days. Chris Robinson, of course, only 20 minutes away. Uh, so we've gotten together some. We're going to get together again while Sky's in town and continue on until we leave. Uh, but for the most part, no, we can't get together as a, as a group, but we're def- we're going about eight days early. So
0: Yeah. So that when you're going to use all your time to figure out what your pairings are for doubles?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the curriculum, uh, I think you get one free doubles where you can play a team twice, or at least that's how it used to be. So you're not going to be able to play a doubles twice. So there's going to be some combinations. Um, there's going to be some rhythm and stuff involved. The the beautiful thing is I think we have a couple guys, two to three guys that we can mix with, uh, with any of the other players. And I think we can mix all of them, Mike, but you know, there are preferred matchups, I think. Uh, without having a crystal ball and seeing what's really going to happen. You know, you you take your uh, best educated guess and and
3: go with it. Jim, what you got? Um, Yeah, you mentioned uh, Shane. I mean, obviously I've been Shane Ian for the last decade, more than the last decade. He's the one constant factor that has been in Team USA uh, throughout the last decade. He's now going to be the vice captain. I mean, I might be completely wrong, but I... I kind of get the feeling he's almost been a little bit like that unofficially for quite a large chunk of the last ten years. Is there more on his shoulders now or is this just a kind of role that he's he's kind of always officially fulfilled unofficially fulfilled anyway? Uh good question.
4: And and uh, you know, more will go on his shoulders. It'll be more of he knows I'm coming to him. Um before Shane was uh somebody that would Uh, He was more about quality on his input, I guess, than quantity. He would give us uh, some very important points here and there, and he's always paying attention. Um, The one thing that I think Shane has a a better feeling about being labeled, you know, the assistant captain or or more of an official title, is having a little more control outside of uh, that arena. And not saying control. The guys don't need control. Like I said, these are going to be a bunch of prepared guys, but – But just to make sure that, uh, you know, his advice away from the the playing table may be as as valuable as his advice on the playing table. And if anybody knows him and the way he trains and the way he looks at training, uh, I bet there would be a lot of people who would like to get in his head uh, for that kind of stuff. So, you know, him being a little more free and and knowing that, hey, it's my place uh, Mm -hmm. to say something and it's my place to be heard. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. And uh, like I said, he always gives us quality nuggets, um, Jim. So I don't think he'll be bashful in this point. And uh I think as a whole, it's gonna keep him even more engaged. So I think it's I think it's a good thing. And I think it's you know, he was always that guy that, you know, when Johan and I were together, we talked about Shane as far as uh being a cornerstone there on the player side of things. He's been there again the last couple of years doing that, but I think even more so this year.
3: Okay, and you you, you mentioned that that, that Errol kind of takes care of himself. I guess if if anything has to be said to to get Errol, I don't know, back in shape. If you, if you see that he's maybe just just a little bit off out there, will that be shame then that will do that, or is that something that because uh, um, I think the dynamic between them is quite good. I think they that you know. There's there, there's a small percentage of players in the planet that Earl really really listens to, and I think Shane is one of those guys, kind of thing.
4: Well, I totally agree, and um, you know whether he's earned it with on the table or or what, however, you know, but uh, one thing that people don't give credit to Earl is he's a super sharp guy. Uh, oh yeah, he pays attention. Um, you know, a lot of people hear his words only when he's at the table, so you don't get to really hear the best of best of Earl at times, or at least what that brain has. So he recognizes, uh, greatness and he recognizes no accident. Um, uh, so he's going to, he's going to trust Shane. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would. And, and I think the good fortunate thing, even though, you know, when Earl got picked, I think there was a video of, of me and him, <laughs> that kind of surfaced from a few years ago, but you know, me and Earl have always been really tight, uh, after that happened <laughs> the following day, we talked to each other and, and we moved on. And, and uh, you know, I spent a lot of time with Earl. I played a lot of doubles with Earl and the Moscone. And, and uh, I think he's got two guys that he can, he can trust in. And I think he's super excited knowing that, uh, that our players are head over heels to play with, uh, you know, arguably the greatest of all
2: time. I think uh, Greg Hogan has a great question in the comments. So uh, we'll throw this up here. And his question is, do you think co-captain duties will affect his match play at all? It seems like a lot to deal with and not just being a player. So basically, uh, what do you think uh, having Shane be a co-captain is going to do to his performance?
4: Uh, I think it'll heighten his performance. Like I said, I think it'll keep him engaged. I think, um, you know, I wish we could have gone to Russia. I wish we could have gone Uh, some places like we did the last few years, Um, that camaraderie uh, goes a long ways. And now that camaraderie puts him in a different position that I think he's going to, he really wants that, He really wants that challenge. And, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't on or involved in a lot of losing teams that Shane was on. I did watch, I did go in person and see him. Um, I see a better player and I see a better mind. Um, And I think it's just going to do wonders for our team.
2: And And uh, so kind of branching off of that, as far as the decisions that are made from Shane, of course, uh, Joey was the co-captain last year and uh, you had the team that you had last year. And I think the biggest surprise, if you'd ask just about any U.S. fan, is the Earl pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I, I personally didn't see that coming. I don't know too many people who did. Um, how much of a decision was that between you and Shane and how much of that was uh, Shane basically saying, I want Earl on the team because we all know uh, Earl is basically Shane's hero when it comes to pool. So uh, how much of that was his decision? How much of it was your decision?
4: Well, it was uh, my final decision. I mean, to, you know, that's the way I looked at it. Uh, You know, Shane brought it up to me first and, and honestly, uh, Emily Frazier, we all talked about it as well. Um, a lot of people don't give her credit a little more than, uh, they should, maybe, uh, when it comes to paying attention to things. Um, but anyways, when Shane brought it up to me first and then some things were discussed, you know, I was like, Hey, I need some time to think, you know? So I, t- I told Shane that and, and the more I thought about it, the more I loved it, um, you know, I'm always about pool. I'm always about those youngsters. I'm always about those, those players out there putting in the time. And, you know, Earl hasn't played as much as some guys this year, but he's played some big events. He's played well, but you know, I get back to what my job description is. My job description is to go out there and win the cup. And it's pretty point blank that I think Earl's going to win points. And, and that's, that's what we need uh, to win the cup is to win points. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say Shane pressed it on me at all. I think Shane was more like me. Uh, the more he thought about it, because I mean, we toss around a lot of names. Uh, we could talk about an hour's worth of, of different players that that had a chance to to make the team. And, and when it come down to it, I think Earl has as good a chance as, as or better chance uh, than all those unfortunate players that didn't make the team uh, to get points. So I think he's got the high enough gear to get there. If he reaches that gear, I think it raises our players and our team level up tremendously. Um, and you know, to answer your question, I, I think it was uh, my final decision. To be honest with you, gotcha.
0: let's let's talk risk reward. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, no one's going to argue that Earl has the capability of winning points for you, and has has a gear that can be a difference maker um you know the big concern with everyone players and fans alike obviously is how do you prevent him from going off the rails you talk about him being his own person he kind of watches himself uh you get into that arena with three thousand people or you get into the pref conference the day before and the needles are going to start flying um
2: jim behave do, yourself how do you
0: keep from you know, from going off the rails and, and having that impact the other players on the team.
4: Well, uh, you know, it's kind of like this, in my opinion, anyways, I think, I think Earl needs to be heard. Um, I think he wants to be heard a little bit as well. I think it's deserving. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, what you do to make, uh, how the tone gets set for that kind of situation. Um, I'm going to tell her, Oh, Hey, speak freely. You know, don't, don't feel like you have to be confined, be yourself. Uh, That's what I would do anyways. And that's what I kind of expect to do. Of course, I'll go over with him as far as the negative part of things. And uh, you know, just like we've been messaging, you know, we're in the finals of the biggest tournament in the world, you know, and and if you're in the finals, how would you prepare? And uh, positive is a big part of that. So um, it, it ain't always going to be perfect, that's for sure. Uh, but as long as we don't get to extremes, we'll be just fine. Uh, you know, just like to, with Earl, you know, I want to hear from Earl. I want the guys to hear from Earl. And, and that's the one thing about Earl is, is sometimes we get the connotation that we don't always like, of course. Um, but there's a huge upside to that as well. It, it, so I want to take a chance at, at a vocal Earl. I think that can go a long ways for our team.
0: Yeah, vocal Earl is good, and I, and I don't mind that as much. I guess one of my bigger concerns is his impact on the other players on the team, because he's been known in the in the past to berate his own teammates and their performances and their choices and things like that, and that that you know can really bring your team down. How do you how do you prevent him from doing that? As far as in the arena, you know he's going to be Earl, and, and I don't even really have that big a problem with that. I'm more worried about the locker room.
4: Well, you know, I had a, we had a couple of talks with Earl prior, and it seems like a very humble Earl in that regard. Um, you know, emotions play a big part of of what goes on out there and what goes on in the in the practice room. You know, maybe you know we got a couple of players, uh, Tyler and Chris, that maybe don't have as thick a skin as as some others, just because of time out playing with the professionals and. But, you know, at the same time, they're very level-headed guys. Um, they grew up knowing Earl and knowing knowing what, what's possible. Um, but at the same time, I've heard nothing but so much positive from them guys that I think they're, they're tougher than you think. You know, I played with Earl back in the day in his heyday, you know, when he felt like he wasn't supposed to ever get beat if he played his game, which was probably pretty close to true. But – you know, I wish I had a recorder when we were mic'd up when we were playing doubles on what he'd say after a bad role coming back to the chair and, or, or if he made a mistake or, or whatnot. And Lord knows what he was saying when I made a mistake, uh, playing the doubles. But,
2: uh, did he give you the Dennis treatment? Yeah. You know, but, you know, I look at it, I mean, we're
4: professionals. Uh, if you don't look at this as a, a prime opportunity to, a, to play in, the, you know, the greatest team event in sports, maybe, um, then you're, you're not prepared, you know, mentally, I guess. Um, I knew back in the day, we all knew that to do certain things or not do certain things when Earl in, is involved, you know, don't argue with him, <laughs> you know, kind of like thing, uh, you know, but we we're, like I said, all professionals, very, very thick skinned professionals, very uh, prepared to play. and And, you know, if you look at the overall goal, if somebody on your side, if, if you're going to look at that and blame that as, a, a, as something that brought you down, well, you probably got to toughen up a little bit.
1: Earl can be a spark plug on the other end. That guy goes and gets a win, and what, every one of those Europeans on paper is going to be favored over Earl. So if he That's goes and, and gets a W on him, he can go and spark the USA the other way to kind of be that be that engine for him. You know? Yeah, Jim. Uh,
2: Jim, how quiet would you be if uh, Earl comes out and whitewashes Elvin in the first singles match?
1: Listen. talk uh, uh, er- <laughs> about
3: Earl Strickland is one of my heroes. When I started watching him, the, before I went to my first Moscone Cup, I was sitting at home watching it, and it was Earl Strickland. Earl Strickland, Steve Davis, Jimmy White, and Earl Strickland was the man. You know, he was... It's like Jeremy said, you know? He'd go out there, and he, if he played his game, nobody could touch him. You know? And... He created shots and did things that people didn't even realise were possible on a pool table. He came up with shots that people still can't play, you know? And uh, it was it was one of the greatest, one of the best moments for me, uh, 2013, I think it was, when I f- went over to Vegas for the first time for Moscone and Earl was in the team. The fact that I was getting to see Earl Strickland playing live, you know? And listen... I want Europe to win, but I want to see everything about Earl Strickland. I want to see the full thing. I want to see him have a blow up. I want to see him throw his chalk, smash his cue. But I also want to see him play Earl Strickland pool. I want to see him play the way that that he has, that he can, and he has done over the years. I want people to see that. I want. I don't want to just see the bad side of Earl. I want to see that a little bit because it's good for it's it's good to see, and that's Earl Strickland. But I want to see him run racks as well, and I want to see him play shots that others can't play. You know, and I want people to stand up. People who may be watching it for the first time or who are in that crowd for the first time seeing Earl Strickland play live. I want them to be going, oh, Jesus, this guy's 60-year-old. and Look at look at the balls he's making. What, what a beast, because he is. He still is, and he's quite easily the, the, the best 60-year-old that's ever played the game. <laughs> Simple as that. He was probably the best 50-year-old, the best 40-year-old, and he's still going. You know, I want to see all of that of Earl. If he wins 5 nil
1: against Albin... I'll buy your um, drinks dude. for the entire night. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Five five one. zero, five one, and five two. They should all be included. Throw them all. They're away. all included. Any and wins they, yeah. gonna be huge for T USA the from Oral Strickland because he is gonna be a dog going into it. And but he's that unknown, and his his ability to go and run a nine ball rack is Crazy. Know, up there with anybody in the world right now. You saw a little bit of him at the international. He can run a rack in, in two minutes maybe chalk one time and that's it. Well, he's he's going to go still, the still, the with still. the 16 millimeter shaft. He's going to go and, yeah. and, and, uh, and just run out once he's in line. Um, and it's a race to five, man. You know, that, I think that's yeah. the beauty of it. And there's so much upside if he does go and perform well, that on mm. an emotional level that you can go and say that he's going to go and and be there for, for team USA and for those young guys too. But I, I think what does help is that, Shane and Sky have their own successes in their own right. So, I mean, I think even though Shane may be the one to kind of go and check them a little bit, um, if if there needs to be that way, um, they've they've been they've been their own their own person, you know, and have had successes on the table. So, and let's be real, this is I mean, this may be Earl's last trip on a Moscone Cup or on a matchroom room stage. So, I mean, I think. He well, we, thought that we thought that a couple of years ago as well. He, he well, I mean, it sounds like a U.S. Open, same. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. like a Moscone yeah. Cup or, or like a World Pool yeah. match for that kind of deal,
3: you know. I mean, let's not forget, everyone talk, Everyone talks about like Jason and Filler being these really quick players and exciting to watch. Strickland's oh, six years that. old and he's still like as that. quick, if not yeah. quicker, than these guys, yeah. Yeah. you know. This guy is, when it comes to rhythm and getting himself into that flow, he's as quick as anybody. There's very few players on the planet that are quicker than him. If they are, they're missing, you know, because they can't play at that speed. I mean, the guy's an enigma. It's just incredible what he can do. I'd like to ask Jeremy, who, who, who got the pleasure of calling Earl and telling him he was in the team? Oh, that was Shane. That was, that was Shane, Shane, was it? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have
3: heard his reaction because I think sure. we, we, we talked about how much of a surprise it was for certain people that, that Earl got picked. I'm I'm betting it was probably a bit of a surprise for him as well. He must have been. No, I can, been I can
4: just imagine how he uh, how he says uh, probably really with that high. Yeah, <laughs> <how laughs> oh, oh,
1: yeah. Did right? he have a uh, heads up that he was like, even in in consideration, or was it even, just like was the was the call him finding out that he's in, or did he know like hey you're being talked about right now?
4: Well, hey, hey, first you know there's some protocol. You got to find out the guys are willing to do it. You got to find out, of course, with these you. with these. Uh, these times right now with the protocol with the COVID and all that, that they're willing to go through the testing and, and different things. So, you know, there's a pre-call before the call, but um, yeah, him just like some other players, they knew they were in the mix. They had, they had a good shot. Um, Didn't want to really put too much pressure on players prior to the international knowing we were going to pick, you know, during and after the international. So, um, but yeah, there were just, just like before there, he had to have a call uh, prior to make sure, If he did want to, if he did want to do it just in case he was picked.
3: Yep. All right. one thing I'll
4: add about Earl is he's got that level of play and he's not going to be afraid to shoot what he feels like is the right shot, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's difficult or not. And I know that sounds like something that all players should, should have in them, right? Um, but I've been in, in the mix to where, um, you know, players settled, uh, fear missing, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I'll play safe on the next ball. That, well, that don't get it at this level. Uh, you know, you got to play safe here and there, but, but safety is kind of like last resort kind of thing. You know, you got to be looking to clear the table and, and Earl's not going to be passive. Not only is he going to be smart, but he's not going to be passive. And, and his, and to be honest with you, his, his technique, he knows, uh, he knows that slick table real well too. So that has a huge, uh, uh, you know, a huge mark when it came to picking him. Uh, Cause honestly, you know, the situation that the U S is in Then we had a lot of guys real close. So we looked at technique for the table. We looked at a lot of other variables that you may not look at normally.
2: So we got about 140 people watching right now. Uh, if you have not done so already, please give the stream a share. If you appreciate uh, Jeremy taking the time out of his day and uh, all of us sitting around trying to inform you guys with what's happened in the world, Uh, Please give it a share. Uh, So now I want to talk about, uh, I guess, some of the some people who missed the cut, and we all know a few of the names. But uh, I wanted I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about some of the players who didn't make the team. uh, And Mike is smiling uh, over there. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe a a couple words about uh, not only the obvious ones, but uh, some of the some of the next generation. Uh, I know Devin Potip's name was thrown around quite a bit, and uh, you know, he's, he has some serious potential for the team in the coming years, even though he didn't make this year. Uh, why don't you take a little bit of time to talk about some of the people who were, you know, kind of in that final cut of players that didn't quite get there?
4: Yeah. Um, well, Devin was definitely a guy that was being considered. Um, he needed, some, of course, some results. Uh, and he had some results. Uh, but he's a guy that progressed. He's a guy that matured a lot in the last year and a half. Uh, working very hard. He is also a guy who's very comfortable around the top players. He's been around them since he was 15 years old uh, and competing in some big events uh, since he was very young. So uh, big talent. Uh, I think a guy that will definitely make team USA one day, if not one day very soon, because uh, he's a hard worker and and his upside is huge. And uh, he's another one of those guys at a young age that just needs to be around the top players uh, for a good spell and keep working hard, and he'll definitely make the team. Then you got uh, Oscar Dominguez. Uh, I'd love to have seen Oscar play a few more tournaments this year to try and make the team. Of course, uh, busy guy, family. Uh, he's got a lot of priorities as well. And you know, I think Oscar. You know, he's a he's a player. He's a fighter. He's a guy that you know can get. Uh, um, you know, upset if you don't make the team. Hell, there's many years that I was right in there going to 10, 15 huge tournaments a year trying to make the team and didn't. So it's not easy, but he's a smart guy also. And I think he realizes that maybe he didn't play enough tournaments to maybe make the team or maybe not in the position to make the team uh, because of some participation. But that was, you know, that's just that. Then you got uh, Jeremy Sose, who was a very difficult one uh, to not pick this year, in my opinion. Uh, it was really it came down between him and a few other guys for that last spot. Um, another name out that we threw out there was Tony Shohan, believe it or not. A lot oh, of man. people wouldn't rate, wouldn't rate him. Would yeah, a lot of people wouldn't rate him as a really quality nine ball player, but I think he is. I think he's a oh, guy. Yeah, he <laughs> if he goes to a bunch of events, I think he's a guy that even at 36, 37 years old, without the profile, of the top nine ball players but I think he's a guy that can make the team and he's definitely a guy that I think sets up well for that arena and that table um who else am I thinking of here uh
1: with one cue he'll break with it he'll jump with it he'll shoot yeah. with it with the one cue he'll do it all <laughs>
3: he'll put all nine yeah, he'll, 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 he'll put all balls in the same pocket. He plays great rotation.
1: Tony's a very underrated rotation <laughs> no, player.
4: He plays. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he gets up for the big matches in rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, if he got up for all his matches like he does the, when he's considered an underdog, um, mm-hmm. probably gets down in the finals a lot more often in some of these rotation tournaments. You know, now the U.S. Open and some of the bigger ones, that's something he'll have to grind through to to make his, his – his, uh, his name in those bigger events, but I think he's very capable of it. And, uh, and, and I like the way he thinks uh, you got guys like chip Compton uh, chips. Another one that I think uh, I'll be honest, he wasn't very much of a consideration for this year, but he's another guy that I wish would pl- be out there playing a lot of those tournaments. And then I don't know if any anyway, of you all are keeping up. I'm sure you are, but there's a lot of great juniors coming up here yeah, in America. Great ones. I'll tell you one thing um, that many may disagree with me on, but you know, Europe's more organized with some things. Some other place more organized, but I still see more actual talent in the U.S. Um, when it comes to like something that looks like a natural stroke, somebody that has a huge upside, you know, you keep putting that structure with them. I, uh, I think uh, U.S. is going to be in a, a good spot for the Moscone for the next uh, several decades.
3: Needs, any, they they, they need they need proper guidance. I think that's what's missing. They need the proper guidance uh, from the correct. Oh, people.
4: absolutely, absolutely. That, but that, that's,
3: that's, yeah. that's 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 where the difference is. A lot of them they take the wrong path. You know, they go left when they should have gone right. They, they look for the short term uh, success rather than the long term uh, idea. Um, and I think if there's if there's if there's a correct group or the correct correct organisation there to uh, to guide these kids in the in the correct direction there's going to be in in any big country like, like like the USA, or if you take a continent like Europe, there's going to be on average, around about the same amount of talent. It's about how you nurture that talent and turn it into something proper, you know? And I I think think, that's uh, where the difference is. I think the, uh, I think the
4: (laughs) efforts are there. Um, I think it's a learning curve for those people trying to give that guidance to the juniors. You know, they put tournaments together. Uh, Kids want stuff, stuff to play in. Um, I think the tournaments are coming around great now. Now to to really the, the next step is to put the infrastructure with those tournaments. Uh, you got to have something that's really building them when they're not at those events, and uh, because those events, even as a junior, you know, as a pro, there aren't as near as many events as we'd like. Just imagine how many events for the juniors there are. So it's it's uh, it's something that's that like I said, that there are a lot of great people doing stuff with juniors, but I think they're they're actually learning as well. Just like we all are, how to how to kind of covet that next generation. Um, so I would just say, let's keep trying to learn, and we'll figure it out. It doesn't have to yeah. be exactly like Europe does it. I promise you. No,
3: <laughs> it, 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 Europe does it just a little bit better at the moment, but there's no reason to say why there isn't an even better way to do it.
4: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and right. uh, uh, like I said, I, I really, you know, I, I don't live in Europe, of course, and I, but. I I keep up with some things and I I really see a lot of, a lot of talent in the U S and I feel like it's just as much as anywhere else. Yeah. I
2: was going to say, I I see two names thrown out in the, uh, in the chat that I personally really like. I I love uh, Justin Martin's game and I really Mm -hmm. like Shane Wolford's game. Uh, Is there anybody else maybe including them, maybe not including them that you do have on your radar for next year?
4: Well, you know, I watched a lot of the juniors. Of course, Childress played well. Hollinsworth played well. Uh, there's some other kids on the East Coast that are playing really well. Um, yeah, the radar, the, the radar with those kind of kids is, you know, at some point, Shane was Shane, and then Shane became SVB, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it doesn't take long sometimes, you know, for one of these kids to really turn that corner. Um,
2: Might just be one tournament.
4: Well, yeah, a lot of dedication or just a bell going off in their head when they're practicing for eight or 10 hours at a time. You know, I went to Roanoke after the International, spent a few days there, worked with a few juniors and, and did some private lessons. And I watched Shane Wolford over there at his pool room, practice, practice, practice. And and uh, that's the kind of thing it takes. Now, he, it'd be great if he had somebody uh, in front of him all the time or, or a lot of the time to help him, but for these guys that you know that end up being one of the top players in the world or one of those greats doesn't always have to be that you know they got a top professional instructor in front of them all 24/7 it's just like greatness happens how it happens and if we all knew how it happened well well there'd be a lot more we greatness be on a guess, yes. <laughs> but but you know yeah but there's a lot of a, a lot of things that that you're going to see in the next few years, you're going to see a lot of great players. And then you're going to see a few that are just those upper echelons. And And Shane Wolford's a guy that I, I think has a good chance. I'm very superstitious. Sorry. I don't want to jinx anybody, but um, yeah, th- there's a lot of juniors out there. You know, you got the Martinez brothers that are very young here in Texas. Uh, Gabe is only eighth grade. I think that, which is pretty incredible. Uh, and he, and he runs racks. His brother Laz runs racks, and um, I don't know if you can tell, but I can tell with the JIC and the junior thing is going on that they're starting to become a little competitive thing between those juniors as well, which is exactly what we need to push them, them pushing each other.
2: Okay. Melinda, Mike, what I,
4: you got?
1: I know Emily to kind of hinted at, at more of a, of a maybe a, a proper system in place for Americans as far as rankings. Is, is that something that you're in favor of to maybe take all that stress and, and, you know, offer your shoulders when it comes to picking some of these guys and all the headache that can go along with it?
4: Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, it's correct anyways, Um, whether I like it or not, which I do like it. Whenever I qualified for the Moscone Cup, uh, we we did three off off rankings and then two off picks, and I think that's the perfect solution is the three off rankings. The only reason I say that is – you know hopefully you got some smart guys in the in the lead uh for each team that you know sometimes you know you look at that four five six seven eight kind of group of guys it's not necessarily uh uh tournament points or wins or whatever you want to call it that really defines who played better in our sport uh, so you got to be watching in between now those top three guys you can say yeah it's hard to fluke out and be the number one ranked american or you should have the, the, the definitely be deserving of, of some spot in there. Um, but yeah, no, I think the players want that. I think the promoters want that. I think the fans want that. I think everyone wants to see uh, credit given where credit credit's deserved. And uh, sure. I think three off rankings and two off picks are, are the correct way to go.
3: I think also it also gives – I mean, you're talking about the new players. You mentioned a couple of players that were there in your thoughts – like the Tony Jones and uh, Devin uh, Poteet. They're all in your thoughts for a Moscone Cup, but it's it's, it's kind of the same as as, as Alex. A lot of the time, the deciding factor is experience. So you end up not picking these players because you would rather go for somebody who's been there before and seen it before and done it before. So if you have a ranking system where there's three that goes in, then everyone's got the same amount of chances. And then it's on them to prove that they're that they're good enough. And then you can pick your last two based on the three you have and create a team from that. It's just, it's, it's a better system. I, I think it gives more players a chance to qualify, to get into the team, because it's very difficult to get into the team as a rookie if it's all wild cards. you know? Yeah, yeah. If I was to pick the European team, there wouldn't be a rookie in it. Right. If I, if I, if I just wanted to win the cup. I think for the for for the expansion and for the growth and for the future, certainly on the American side, because there's 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 less of a depth of player that that, that there is for the for the European captain to choose from. The pool has to get bigger. The group of players that have the experience and that have been there and done it has to grow. But it's very difficult to be that captain that says, "Now I'm going to stick two rookies into my team," because that's a that's a tough decision to You're make. Going out on the limb, yeah, it is.
4: I mean, you gotta. You got to go with your gut a little bit. You got to give your gut a lot of good information, just like last year uh, with Chris. He was a rookie, um, but I was around him a lot, some other guys, and I just, you know, my gut told me that Chris uh, has got the best chance to perform well out there and and win us points. Um, You read my mind, though, there, Jim, that, yeah, if you have three off rankings, you know, then you kind of mold your team around those three with the next two picks and like I said, you got to be smart cuz you know if there's a guy that's coming fourth or fifth or whatever but you can't ignore what he did, well, you got to bite the bullet cuz this is professional sports, yeah. right? You you can't ignore some guys what they what they've done. And uh, the other guys got to got to go with it whatever your choice is, but I I, I do like that that you know, you'll pick up probably one guy that really fits in the team along with plays well. Um <sighs> Uh, along with those three that maybe come from rankings and then you know a lot of times when it comes off three off rankings uh one of the fourth or fifth picks does come from the guy who's ranked in that fourth or fifth spot it's just it's a hard thing to ignore a lot of times and it's usually accurate so um the good but thing a lot,
3: is, a lot of the time it's different it's a difference of one match they may well have just played each other in the last event and that's just made the difference i mean it's yeah there's very very, that, very fine margins. Yeah.
4: That's why you got to watch the matches. You can't just look at the win loss part of it. You got to look at the battle. Uh, the battle means a lot, especially going into the Moscone, because that's what it is. It's a battle. Every point, every ball, you're battling, um, and it's a shorter race. Uh, so we all have differences of opinions on what it takes to to win out there, and you know the opinion I got is I want a bunch of guys fight.
3: How much did you learn about Chris last year?
4: Uh, how much did I learn?
3: Yeah, Consider, well, considering it was considering it was not really a a proper muscone, You know well, how much can you, how much can you take from that?
4: Well, I can't take a ton from it. You know, I'm not one to discard things. Uh But maybe more people on both sides, both teams, have told me that man, that just let's just put that Moscone away. You know what I mean? I think I think Europe wants to come out and win this year just as much because of the lackluster of last year's Moscone with COVID and everything else. Uh, So I don't think they want to win as much as we do. Um, But as far as your question, I've probably learned as much from Chris before and after the Moscone as I did during the Moscone. I kind of felt like he was going to play pretty well. Um, But the one thing I learned from Chris is we made a couple major changes in his technique uh, for the three or four months prior to the Moscone. And for a professional of any stature, whether it's a young end that doesn't have all the titles in the world or or some of the oldest guys with all Hall of Famers, it's a very hard thing to do to change your technique in, in some ways, especially leading up to the biggest event you've ever played in. Uh, but I'll tell you, the kid's got a lot of resolve, and uh, he's a hard worker, and uh, he's going to get better and better. But,
3: yeah, I learned a lot from him. And it looks like it looks like he's working even harder now, and he's certainly more active on social media now. And he's he's he seems to be it seems to have given him a a, a real proper boost to really to, to to make a career for himself now. You know, I've noticed a change in him since Muscone just just on just on how he is publicly uh, as well. And he really, I think he really feels like he is in that upper echelon of American players now.
4: Yeah, I think so too. And he's uh, steadily getting better. And I think Chris is a young guy that's super humble, super nice, but you know how some people, they just take a little longer to come into their personality, right? You know, lot you know, not saying Chris is trying to pick out a personality or anything. He's far from that, but you know, he's still maturing. And, and, uh, probably the best thing about Chris is he recognizes all that, you know, he recognizes he's still maturing, he recognizes the mistakes going to come here and there, but he's willing to put in the time and, and work hard. So, um, I think Chris has a lot of easy decisions in his life, and that that's going to lead well towards the Is going
1: to what do you got?
0: Oh, I'm I, you know good stuff. I, I I think I want to go backtrack just a little bit because uh, it was brought up a little bit earlier in one of the one of the comments, and I thought it was an interesting observation. last year was kind of a you know a downer of an event, um, but even that aside, the team really didn't play that they didn't look that into it last year they didn't look that it looked like there was not a lot of um you know structure or real concern on the team going forward it just they they seemed to get beat pretty early uh mentally so what did you learn from you know your first run as a head coach last year and what are you going to do differently this year as far as managing the teams and managing the, the, the of room and the, you know, their attitudes.
4: Yeah. Well, no excuses for last year. Um, But there were some factors that, that, that didn't play well for us. Um, You know, we have a guy like Skyler who, who who definitely practices a lot more now and, and, uh, but he was a guy that relied on tournaments to stay in stroke. You know, he, he went to a lot of events last year. We didn't have many of those. Of course, some COVID things happened. Uh, some, a bunch of guys didn't think they were going, uh, you know, going to pass the COVID test to go. So, you know, the wind got knocked out of us as a whole a little bit. Um, maybe more than anything to make sure that doesn't happen. I think we're in a good spot in that regard. We had a lot of tournaments to play and a lot of competitive fire. And, you know, um one thing that I know we're going to have is a very prepared team. One thing that's, that's pretty much the only thing I've stressed to the guys, uh, since we've been communicating as a team is, is I just got to have prepared, you know, I don't care what happens. Otherwise we go out there prepared, uh, hitting a lot of balls, uh, you know, doing our drills. Um, most of the guys, you know, Skyler has his own little exercise, but, uh, most of the guys are putting in the exercise as well. Um, and just, you know, just be on top of it more daily, I guess, uh, Mike. Um, you know, last year we had the, the guys come to the house, each one of them trying to make the team and then also train. And, and I think some good things happened there, but uh, it need to be a little more hands-on afterwards, making sure things were happening. But, you know, it doesn't sound like such a big difference in our team from last year. But I think it truly is. I think a loss after a couple wins for a few of the guys really burns, uh, no matter if the setting was a little light or not. Uh, so I just I feel better about things. I hear a little different outlook from guys. Um, I wouldn't say it was a conscious effort to, to make huge changes. Like, I don't want to just throw last year away uh, totally. Uh, but we have a different complexion to the team. Um, and like I said, being prepared is a is a a, a big part of this team.
1: There was a lot of hill hill matches. I don't think that eleven three score really reflects like the amount of fight that the Americans had going into the first two days. You know, I mean, I know it's a it's a win and loss kind of kind of deal, but I mean five four hell, I mean flip the coin that should, that could have gone any any way you want.
4: Yeah, there were some unfortunate losses there. Of course, the lags. It talked about any time you lose 5-4, but there were games in, in those <laughs> matches that could have we could have won some of those. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot closer than 11-3, but 11-3 is what's getting written down. So right. <laughs> we got to look at that and, right. and, and make sure that, um, you know, 11-10 is a great loss or whatever you want to call it. To me, 11-10, 11-3 is a loss. Uh, so we're out there to try and like win. It. Yeah, we're out there to try and win. I mean, um, You know, I want you to take. I (laughs) I guess that's a Moscone Cup will get talked about, but it'll be talked about
1: a lot more by the team that wins. (laughs) (laughs) Take off your Moscone Cup coach hat for a minute and put on the pool analyst hat. Is it fair to judge the American coach based off of the hurdles that you've had over the last two years as far as the team goes?
4: Say it again. Is it based what?
1: is, Is it fair to judge the American coach? like the um, like the the record uh, based off of the hurdles that you've had uh, over the last two years with players? Uh,
4: yeah. 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 You can, you can judge me. That's for sure. I accepted the job. Uh, there was no, you know, they didn't put no fooler on me when I knew the cast <laughs> of, of players that I was going to be up against. And I knew the cast of players and possibilities over here. Um, of course, I'd like to see that cast on our side uh be a little more involved at times and have more players to choose from but right. but like I said, right now, Jeremy Jones as a captain is 0 and one, so uh, that's what I want to change and you know anybody that that wants to can certainly uh um, pass judgment on that however they want uh but they're allowed to that's for sure, like I said it's a loss, we' got a loss. Uh, all we can do yeah, is try and change that.
1: It's been a lot, though. Like you've had to, you've had to dodge yeah, a lot of bullets, jump through a lot with, of hurdles with
4: everything. For sure, you know. Yeah. You know, if I was the boss, would I give Jerry? You know, going into this year, would I have given Jeremy Jones another chance? I would have. Yeah. Um, but at the same, well, time, even going into this year too. I mean, yeah. No one's going a
2: question whether or not you get to pick the five best players the U.S. has to offer. We don't, we don't get to pick Justin Bergman. We don't get to pick Billy Thorpe. We don't get to pick, uh, even like a Mike DeShane type of player. And you can, you can talk about the character issues there if you want, but you know, the point is, is he's a great player and you can't, you don't have access to these players.
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's some missing parts that, uh, you know, I say missing parts, listen, you know, missing chances to, to maybe pick a player here and there, but, um, you know, last year I thought I thought the job I did was was decent. You know, like I told the guys, my mentality needs to be stronger. Uh, I, I got irritated at a few times I shouldn't have. Um, I'm a pretty passionate guy though when it comes to my team and my losses and and uh, wins. You know, I'm going to stand up for the guys no matter what. Um, just kind of like in bonus ball with the Earl thing back in the day. So, uh, but yeah, I got to improve. I got to get stronger. Uh, mentally I got to not show any weakness out there because just like you talked about uh, with Earl, you know, if your captain shows, you know, there's a time for a coach or a captain to talk to whoever it is, but I got to be pretty strategic in that point as well. And not, not let, uh, not let emotions run too high. Cause that's the one thing about us Americans. We uh, we'll, we'll be sticking together out there and I don't need my players emotions to get up too high either. So um, but but to answer your question, yeah, you can pass judgment on me as a coach. Uh, I saw some flaws, and uh, I got I got a I got to remedy those.
3: I think looking looking at last year from 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 an outside view, the, the the impression I got, I mean, day day one was pretty even. I think both teams both teams struggled with 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 being in that arena with nobody else around. <clears throat> and I know that on day two, that Team Europe made a made a concerted decision. To try and create their own little atmosphere and make it and, and be more vocal. <clears throat> and I think that kind of that that kind of worked for them. It didn't seem like Team USA really got to grips with the silence and the, the there being nothing there. You know, you've got a Billy Thorpe in there who wants to interact and wants to get the crowd going. And I now mean, you've got Sky there who reacts to Billy getting the crowd going. And I think I think that was a that was a big loss for the USA, not having that extra, you know. Even if, even if it had been a European crowd, to have somebody to react to, to have a crowd to react to, I think that, that took away a couple of the big strengths that the, that the USA have in the team. And I think you saw that. It was easy for the atmosphere to drop with the, with the players. You saw the way, that sitting in, the, the way they were sitting in a seat, that the only people they had to talk to or interact with was other players around who probably weren't enjoying themselves very much either because they're slightly behind in the match. And it just seemed to snowball a little bit, and then the five fours happened, the hill hills happened, and it just gets on top of uh, on top of you. Um, that's how I saw it a little bit from from the outside. I don't know if that's how it felt within the team as well. Well, you know, in 2018,
4: when I first got on as assistant, people asked me and media whatnot asked about you know trying to win the cup after so many years of losing, and I thought going right in the heart of London with 2,500 fans is exactly where we needed to be to try and win the cup. Um, I think that's a a USA atmosphere. I thought the team we had, that was a USA atmosphere as well. Um, And, you know, you can look at it on paper that, you know, and the bookies or whoever you want to talk to, the Euros are going to be a favorite. So... I think also that's where we play our best in comparison to maybe any other teams in the world is with a bunch of, of fans hooting and hollering first off. And then also if you look at, you know, a team that's a little underdog on paper trying to go in there and win a cup, well, you're talking about variables. Uh, anytime you add more variables, well, it, it's more of an equalizer, right? So uh, I think those variables of, of the Euro crowd uh, is, a, it's a big variable and the energy the energy you see, uh, Shane. You know he turns them off, but don't think he can't feel that energy, and and uh, <laughs> don't think he doesn't revel. Can feel, it.
3: You can feel the vibrations when it really starts going. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And and
4: you know the 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 problem is, of course, there's the the pitfalls of when you don't perform well, but 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 you know that's worth the chance of when you do perform well in that in that atmosphere and what it can make you do. So. I think it, I think you, uh, definitely, it was easy also when things didn't go well to, to, even though we didn't do it consciously or vocally, it's easy to, in the bottom of your stomach somewhere, kind of disregard the Moscone, uh, even in the middle of it, you know, yeah. that, Hey, this is, Hey, this ain't the Moscone anyway. You know, you could easily say that to yourself. Yeah. And that's where, uh, probably, uh, my job should have been a little better, uh, Reminding those guys of where we're at, even though it doesn't seem like that's where we're at, uh, it's still going to go down in the in the history books, and it's still something that we we should uh, revel in, no matter what's going on. So, yeah.
2: Well, also you got anything?
0: No,
1: I'm good. Yeah, I Does think. Anybody that, have that,
2: any more questions for him?
1: No, nah, I think that was good, Jerry, We appreciate you coming on and and taking the the gauntlet from. What's the score gonna be? There you go. What's, what's the score gonna be? Yeah. yeah.
2: I got one more question on the way out, too. Uh
4: I
3: think oh, like
2: there. 11 8 US. So Ooh, oh, boy. I like it. Uh so all right, Jeremy. Here's the situation. You guys are at knotted up at 10 to 10, and it's coach's pick. Who do you want to see out there for team USA and who would you like to see out there for Team Europe? Uh as a well, fan. As a fan, we'll put as a game. fan.
3: Oh, so, as a fan, everybody wants to see Errol play that match. Come yeah. On. yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think we should let the captains play each other.
4: Yeah, well. Wow. <laughs> I'm leaving my cues back in Texas, I think. So. uh let's see. Probably probably I heard I think Shane, I think Shane Filler probably for the last match. I think that's the one that would bring the most energy, uh,
2: uh, the most greatness on the table, probably. Filler. What's that? Shane's had a tough go against Filler. How do you, how do you feel about that confidence-wise?
4: Uh, well, anytime they want to tee it up. I ain't got a lot of dollars,
3: but I'm, I'd <laughs> <to keep> <laughs> I bet. Let's go. Think the, 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 go. I think the point is if, uh, <laughs> if you ask Shane, if you ask Shane, who do you want to play in the last match? I bet you Shane picks Filler.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And like I said before, I wasn't on those teams, or I wasn't in the in the practice room with those teams that lost for many years. And you know, Shane, Shane was on all those teams, of course. And uh, uh, but I, I I was there for a few of them in Vegas, and I just get a different feeling with that guy. And I don't know if it's because of uh, how he's playing. I felt like he's made some conscious decisions the last uh, year to improve his game. Um. But I think he's very excited about playing pool, and, and I think he would he would love that challenge uh, of playing it. You know, where as a few years ago, uh, I'm not so sure if he would have been like, "Hey, pick me for for the hill hill." You know, I've been on some teams where it looked like we were maybe going to have that, and uh, we had a few fl- players that you couldn't even find. <laughs> like where'd they go? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. You know, Nick Moore <laughs> was the captain, exactly and. That shows you how big the moment is and not saying anything bad about those players at all. Those were, you know, I played with some of the greatest that I've ever played. But that's a moment that we're going to see one day soon. And uh, I think Shane would be um, – I think he was born for it, first off.
3: But I think he, uh, he'd he be really ready. I think, both, obviously, both sides want to win. I want Europe to win. But, uh, and it's like Alex said last week. Hill, Hill. hell hell would be the perfect scenario. Absolutely. If, if – if it goes hill hill in the USA win, fine. If it goes hill hill in Europe win, great. But for the Moscone Cup, Hill Hill, that would just be the place, the roof would go off the Alexandra Palace if it goes Hill Hill. That'd be amazing. I got one more question. You said eleven eight,
1: yeah?
3: Eleven yeah. eight. So it's eleven eight USA at the end of it. Earl Strickland is MVP. Is he a lock for Vegas next year? A thousand percent. Oh uh, well. <laughs> Yeah. I mean,
4: you know, if it was uh, a, <clears throat> you know, he's sixty, so we gotta we gotta make sure things go you know, okay throughout the calendar for any sixty year old. But uh, he's a lot, but yeah, man. probably so. <laughs> you know, I mean, easy son, long, but uh, you know, <laughs> easy bro.
3: probably
2: has a really good chance of making the team. Yeah,
3: excellent.
0: That's what so, I uh, it, boys.
2: Here, here, you go. Here's uh, some Moscone cup trivia. When was the last time there was a hill hill? Anyone Anyone know? Second, two, no, second year. Second ah. year. Mike Pinoza. There it is.
4: 1995. Second, second year. year. Well, I, I, guess it wasn't, I was thinking of the tie is what I was thinking of. Was that tell Oh, yeah. The tie
0: was the worst one ever. Yeah, right? Uh, 2000, 2006. 2006. Yeah. 2006.
3: That's what I was going for. That's officially, yeah. that's Hill Hill. I mean, come on.
0: No, there was no hill. Hill decided that was six, sixteen to fifteen. What do you mean? It, no, it's still goal.
2: hill, hill from still hill, hill. They just didn't it play the whole match. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess technically, can't argue with that, can uh, you? You know, you know, Jim. If it goes hill, hill, that's uh, that's less time at the VIP after party. We get to party then.
3: May I'll, I'll be partying for the entire week anyway. It doesn't matter to me. I don't need any extra time. <laughs> yeah, well, fair, just, play, battle,
2: fair play, fair play.
4: I I just hope we have a full stands. Uh, that's the main thing. For me, anyways, for our team, our team wants them. They want them. They want as many as they as
3: Alexander Pally can hold. So, uh, I'm pretty sure you're, we're
2: bringing thirty.
0: I'm,
3: I'm pretty, bringing pretty sure.
2: 40.
3: I'm pretty we're sure 30. your 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 third pick guaranteed a full stadium. I think. Oh, there we go. Good. <laughs> if there was any doubt about whether it was going to be filled or not, your third pick just uh just sold the last tickets. I think. Well, that's, that a, was, that's what That's what the game. That's what the game does.
4: Part of yeah. our calculations, so I'm glad. I'm glad at least something worked, right? So we'll be we'll
3: don't worry. We'll be gentle with you as always, Jeremy. No,
4: I want <laughs> you to keep keep at it. Uh I look at the London fans kind of like the Yankee fans uh can turn on you a little bit here and there if, if things uh, things get a little sideways. I
2: thought that was the Philly fans
4: booing. Yeah, Philly pay attention. I went to that stadium once before. I guess they got a new <laughs> one now, but. Oh my god! That was the worst stadium I ever seen in my life. So. Whenever you,
2: whenever you have a, whenever you have a jail in the basement of your stadium, that's when you know you got a real stadium.
4: Yeah, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I think I built a new one since. But what was the old one called? Vet Stadium, Vet, Veteran.
0: What was it called? Veteran uh, Stadium. Yeah, I think
4: um, that that sounds like Veteran
0: Stadium.
4: Yeah, Veteran Stadium.
3: Yeah, I went to that one time. Oh man, do
0: you do you know already? Do
3: you do you know already whether or not the players will be sitting in the usual? uh, in the fan area during the, uh, the match, are you going to get your own area? Are you, are you being kept away that. for for COVID restrictions? Or are you being put? Yeah, in there, yeah,
4: there's nothing final on that, but we did discuss it the other day. I, I'm pretty sure we won't be in the, uh, fans area. We'll have our own area. I don't know if it'll be right inside like 2019 and, and, uh, on the Vegas.
3: benches. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, kind of the form the, the situation will be, um, but yeah, we won't we won't I don't think we'll be in the uh the arena seating. No.
0: Do you have a do you have a selection for a, a fill-in pick? Are there more than one selection and will a, a oh, six yeah. player you need actually a six. be over yeah. there?
4: Um I, there's not one that that's hundred <laughs>
0: percent Put your hand down, Nate. Put your hand
3: down.
4: Nate. Hold on, there's a button down here somewhere I can No, <laughs> oh,
3: there's your hill hill pick. There's your Hill Hill pick sitting right there.
4: <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, there's nothing definite. Um, of course there's, uh, there's some players in mind, um, uh, hoping not having to cross that path that happened that last year. And, uh, you know, it was unfortunate for Justin that that happened last year, but yeah, it's been talked about. We didn't want to set anything in stone because we just don't know, uh, what that situation will be at that time, but I did tell a couple of players be ready of course. Um, and then just kind of go from there. But I no guess, extra players guess, coming over
0: with you. No. What's that? No extra players coming over with you, just in case someone needs to be like mid tournament.
4: No, no. Oh, mid tournament. Uh, well, mid tournament now. Uh, that's a that's a different uh, situation, of course. We'll we'll be we'll be pretty uh, isolated overall, and uh, we're going to be very smart about it. Uh, match room is set up to where we can uh, we can get our practice in without having to go. Out into the public a whole lot, so so uh, I think we'll be in a good situation. But no, there won't be another player traveling for mid tournament. Um, but of course, we'll be going a week or so prior. So if someone doesn't pass the test, we'll address that situation then and yeah, and uh, have another player involved.
3: Okay, you might have to you, you might have to take your cues with you just in case. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty, I'm pretty, anyway, so, I'm pretty so. sure you can hit a straight ball. I'm pretty sure you're still pretty good. <laughs> You've been doing for
4: I was always a guy that practiced a lot, Jim, and I don't get to practice very much, so
3: <laughs> you know <laughs> well, boys I, will have, you know Carl boys will have his cues with him just in case
4: well, I ain't gonna lie though i I certainly liked that setting when I played I mean, I know people get nervous and I got nervous as well, but as i i I loved it so much that setting um maybe it was a slick table I understood it I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I still feel like I could play pretty darn well with a little preparation.
1: The Captain Scotch double, make it happen. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I'll
4: um, take I'll take SVB. I'll let I was going to say yeah. <laughs> yeah. he will play with Shane. So. No,
0: you are going to play with Errol. <laughs> what if they told you about the uh, kind of little warm-up match with the two women? Yeah, that was going to be
2: my question. Is, is that going to be a Spots and Stripes again, or are you going to get one? Say it again. Are you going to get the Spots and Stripes uh, warm-up?
4: Uh no we're, we're they're doing a like Mike said, uh with a couple of ladies, they're doing a warm-up match. Uh and then some other talks were 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 discussed about another warm up, but I don't think we're gonna do anything official with like a Great Britain team or anything like that.
0: And so the the match with the women, I imagine that's gonna be kind of in close quarters to keep you guys away from
4: uh, yeah.
0: spectators and that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's too bad. I I would like to see the the women be able to uh, experience some you know some of the fan drama that goes along with a, a Masconi cup well, I, I I mean, probably not not with Telfer out there you
1: wouldn't uh,
2: yeah I'm going oh, yeah, like Jim and I could probably find our way into that we could be loud enough we I'm playing a telephone five a, or six hundred fans.
3: It's only Friday before and I'm at a tournament so can
4: <laughs> I don't know all the details Mike but you know there may be some spectators involved so
2: Seems like Jim and I could get in there and get drunk enough to be uh, loud enough for a couple hundred fans.
3: What do you think? We're Jim? We're, listen, we're friends with the women as well. We'll be all right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> on
1: that, on that all right, road.
2: well, uh, Jeremy, I think uh, we can let you go. Uh, we okay. appreciate you joining and uh, yeah, chatting absolutely. with us. So uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, you guys, you uh, the rest of you guys, do you want to hang out for a little while and chat about what we just heard, or uh, are we just going to kick it up here?
0: Fine with me. I've still got half a bottle of wine here. You're the boss.
2: There you go. You're the
3: boss.
0: Well, thanks Jeremy, thanks, you thanks, thanks a lot and, for chanting
3: us. Um, um, I'll see you in London. All the best. I mean that. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank obviously, you. And, uh, obviously, I'm on my side of the fence, but I, I, I really hope you guys perform and I hope your team works well for you. And uh, I hope it's a great match.
4: Yeah, it's going to be a great week. And uh, uh, I think it's going to be one heck of a match. So thanks for having me, guys. And uh, go USA. And, uh, and just let me know if you all need some more time.
1: Appreciate it, Jeremy.
4: Thanks a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: All right. Hey, we need some new music this year, Jim. You're on that. Get I'm not a DJ. Music. I just
3: sing stupid stuff. I'll talk to the work. DJ. We'll get some proper music for you. There you go. All right, fellas. <laughs> all right, man. Bye. See you, Jeremy.
2: Well, you can do it, Jeremy. You got this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what 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 we learned? Did anything jump out to anyone? I guess I'll I'll start it since uh since um I guess one thing he did say that uh, jumped out to me was uh, when Mike asked him uh, whether or not he should be held accountable for the kind of bad luck he's had the last few years, and he said, "Absolutely." I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, answer to that. Uh, of course. You know, it doesn't really sound very good if uh, if you take the opposite side of that. But you know, he 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 owned up and took responsibility for the last year, and you know, it'd be fair. Definitely if he had set the, it up to work.
1: Yeah, but it'd be fair if you had the other other side of the of the coin. Like, and I'm not saying it to go and give him a pass. You know, I, I I love the accountability though, like you said, and but that was something that was on my mind. But it's tough because that's his job, right? So for him to go and kind of have a little bit of perspective when it comes to Answering that question really just shows the kind of person he is. But um, I mean, we all know it's been it's been a difficult two years to be a coach of that team, you know, for for a number of different reasons. So I don't I don't I don't think like that. I don't think last year nor this year is going to be the best five American players that you can go and put out there to go and face a monster of a European team. And it's th- it's no fault of Germany's. And I guess that's my whole that's what mm-hmm. I wanted to get an answer of of, of, of what his thoughts were.
2: You can certainly make an argument that uh, Europe is putting up their five best. um, And you can't ever make that argument that the U.S. is putting anywhere
1: close to their five best. I mean, if Lechner was there.
0: (laughs) Back on that (laughs) next train. Yeah, (laughs) clutching in straws. I just got to throw it in
1: there. Clutching in those straws. I just got to throw it in. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: we
3: should just just pick five rookies. Yeah, fuck it. I you just, know? <laughs> I
2: just think that I think Jim should be on the team. Yeah.
3: I love we, to watch.
2: You want to talk we, about uh, Earl Earl antics and Bert, Chuck in your cue and Chuck in your chalk? I think uh, I think Jim would be a proper Earl. would be like. i do, the Earl. thing is.
3: I'd be throwing. I'd be throwing my stuff from from still sitting in my chair because I wouldn't get to the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't We, we, we talked. Jim.
3: We we talked about it last year after the Moscone Cup last year and. The question was asked, should Jeremy be given another year based on what happened at this Moscone Cup? And we all unanimously said yes, because it wasn't a real Moscone Cup. We all know it wasn't a real Moscone Cup. They they all looked flat. The Corey situation coming in for Bergman at the last minute, he didn't look prepared. He looked a bit surprised to be there. Um, You know, the, the, the atmosphere was flat. Europe didn't play great either, and America kind of sort of, it looked like they gave up a little bit early in the match, now, the eleven three we That's can talk about. Well. He was allowed to play quite well. I mean, he did get away with some missed shots as well, you know. Um, we, we, we talked about the Hill-Hill matches. My only, my, my, my only criticism that I would have for Jeremy from, from that one is he didn't have a moment where he was able to, to, to bring a spark into the team or find some way to get a spark in. Alex and the European team, they decided to be more vocal kind of thing during day two to try and get a spark and an energy within their team. And they felt stupid doing it. I've spoken to them and said, I felt like a right idiot. I'm, I'm cheering and shouting and I'm, I'm, I'm screaming at the camera when the only person that's watching me is the other guy behind the camera, you know, and they felt a bit stupid doing it, but it was just trying to create an atmosphere. Now, I think if Jeremy had managed to, 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 to create some sort of fight and some sort of passion within his team, then they wouldn't have won the match, but they could have made it a lot more of a more respectable score. That would be my only, you know, they, they, they may well they may well have got out of it 11-6, 11-7, which doesn't sound as bad as an 11-3. And when you lose 11-3, then the questions start getting asked. And it does come on the coach. It does go back to to, to, to Jeremy. Um, as he said before, you know, it's his job. It's, it's up to him. Um, he won't have this issue this year because the crowd will make sure that the players stay engaged in the match throughout. You know um I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be closer than people think um, and you, you could you know, Mike, Mike, Mike can say that Jeremy shouldn't be shouldn't be judged on on this year's Moscone either <clears throat> there has to be improvement there has to be you can't lose 11 three again
1: oh I mean absolutely I, I, and I don't think I I, I wouldn't get that like I'm not saying you can go and just lay an egg out there and just and get a pass but I mean, he doesn't I mean, have to yeah, win. Re- re- is, yeah, yeah, I mean he said the right things, right? There's no moral victories when it comes to sports. But this yeah. isn't it, this isn't their best foot forward like it is for the Europeans and that's just the it's fair to go on and and ask it and I think he knows you know what he has to do to go, kind of push some players buttons and you know pump the brakes on on others, you know, he's going to know his guys and what needs to happen and he was very um open and honest and critical about maybe, you know, things he would have done differently last year. And I guess for me, that's what I want to know. I mean, that, that's what I wanted to hear rather, you know, yeah. it, I mean, let, let those two go and switch sides and then we'll see who the better like quote unquote coaches, you know, it, That's it, what I was going to say the, 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 yeah.
3: this, the, the situation they're in just now, if Europe loses, Alex is going to look like a failure. Jeremy doesn't have to lose the match. To look like he's made a success of it, if he can Absolutely. make it, if, if he can get, if he can get to eleven eight and take it to, to to something exciting on day four, he'll have done a good job, and his players will have done a real good job. If Europe get beat, they've played badly. The coaching has perhaps, you know, it will go back to Alex, and it'll be Alex who's 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 not reacted to certain situations properly. So it's different. I mean, the, the, it's not a win or lose that's going to dictate success or failure
1: here. You know? What do you think, Mike? Because you're a little bit more old school when it comes to stuff like this.
0: you want to say hello? No, I think that uh, um, you know Jeremy's. You know, I, like I said, I don't think he gets a pass this year. Uh, you know, I, I think that he's got. To, they've got to perform better, and he's got to show that he had more control and more influence on him. You know, we're talking about. You know, he's not. He's not able to go in there with his best team. Well, I think we got to get used to that. I mean, is Bergman an option going forward? If he's not, then let's stop talking about him. Um, is Billy an option going forward? I don't know. I uh, still haven't gotten the, the the edict, you know, the verdict on his punishment. Um, Mike DeShane's not an option going forward. So you got you got to play the hand you're dealt. Um, and, and again, like I said, if, if Bergman's not really an option going forward because he doesn't like to travel, doesn't want to be tested, doesn't like people, whatever the case is. Then just move on. So uh, at that point, that's you got to have your team ready.
1: Because he knew Telfer was going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to you got to have your team ready, and you got to be able to make the right adjustments, or show that you can make good adjustments during during the event. And I didn't think he made good adjustments last year. Jim pointed out a couple of them, and, and I thought it was fairly obvious that the team kind of fell apart, and, and he didn't do anything really substantial to pull them back together. Um, so. You know, yeah, to me, he's on the hook a little bit this year. Alex, you know, Alex is a professional. If they lose this year, people are going to point figures at him, but Alex isn't going anywhere. He's the perfect fit well, for those guys, and he's a great coach and a great person, and he would have them back on point next year. Um, you know, can't, can't be fired every time you lose a match. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean,
1: it, I think if, if Europe were to, were to be in a hole, like no one's hitting the panic button. If USA gets in a hole, that can completely take the wind out of their sails.
0: Right, and that's you where know. he's got to be a. That's where he's got to yeah. be a great captain. That's where he's got to be a great captain. He's got to make sure that they don't go off the rails. He's got to make sure that if Earl does something really stupid or calls somebody out in the practice room, that he knows now, right now, before the, before he gets over there, that he knows how he's going to react and how, what he's going to do to 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 turn to ta- turn the table back in his favor. Um, he's going to have to. It's it's more of a chess match for him than Alex for sure. Um, so you know, and that's you know, if I'm a coach, I would look forward to that. I mean, you know, the, those years that that Marcus was able to trot five guys out there and set them aside and wear a Napoleon hat, you know, that's that's easy stuff. I could do that. A, a guy who likes to be captain, who likes to coach, who likes to win events, he's got to relish the opportunity to be put up against it and come out with the right answers. That that would be the nuts if you're yeah. if you're a captain.
2: I don't know, Mike. Are you are you outgoing enough to be a clown like that?
0: <laughs>
1: I want
0: to see it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a. I'm not. I'm not the mascot type. And um, I love. I mean, let, you know, I mean, great right player, but but it was just, you know, that was that was, you know, just get your guys to the arena on time and get out of the way. Um, yeah. So.
3: But let's. Let, I mean, let's let's take this team that they've got this year. Let's let's say, Errol behaves himself. He keeps his emotions under control, and he plays. Huh, say, he played no. He, no, like, no. Let's say let's say Earl plays pretty Mike good.
1: just brutal on Earl, man. Yeah, no, God,
3: no, no, okay, let, okay. <laughs> Maybe the chance is small, but let's say Earl goes out there and he plays decent pool. You know, we're not talking like nineteen nineties, early two thousands, Earl. But we're talking about you know he win a point. He focuses. No, he focuses and he gets down there and he and he and he plays good pool. Is this team weaker or stronger than last year's team?
0: Um stronger
3: stronger so you can't be losing 11-3 with a stronger team yeah great my, that's my that and that's my point there has to be improvement jeremy doesn't have yeah. to jump from jump from yeah. getting badly stronger? to winning Two it to but he has to show that i'm i'm i'm, adju- I'm making adjustments i'm i'm, I'm looking at the, the the schedule that i'm and i'm putting people in the right places i'm right. putting up my my top guys in the right spots and i'm making my good couple of partnerships And I'm getting the team playing as a team. And they are fighting right till the end. Because even fighting till the end can still get an extra two or three points that makes a score, you know, look like... Which which didn't happen last year. You saw Skyler playing his match. As a coach, I'd have been furious with Skyler the last singles match that he played. Because he was sort of smiling at himself as if, this is just stupid and I'm not interested. And he was banging balls into the rail. And it it just didn't look... Playing with his mullet. Yeah. Well, I, I don't care about the hairstyle. Let's see, uh, people talk about I, I don't care about that. People say that's disrespectful and not taking it seriously and doing this. I don't get have a pro I don't have a problem with gimmicks. You can be a gimmicky person and have a gimmick, but you best back it up. If you're going to put yourself out there as having a gimmick, you better back it up by playing well, you know? You see yeah, the dark, you, We we have it in the dark world. We have players that have their own gimmick. They have the special shirt. So they have. There's one guy that's got a mohican with a snake all down the side of his head. You can't do that if you're rubbish, because then you just look stupid by doing that. You know, you have to back it up by playing well. Um, yeah, I, I think
1: that that's where they're coming off from back, back to back wins. They, they can they could do whatever they want. No, no, they can't.
0: Back to back, back wins. Win. They, yeah, they don't, it I mean, they, they, they
1: got the yeah. skill set to go and win
0: do it they what do we,
1: they did back to back years yeah and then but, europe didn't show up i mean europe did not show up they were 3 to they were 3 to 1 favorites on the money to go and win both those years they came up flat they dogged it period it don't matter what hairstyle what cue they were using it it don't matter in a, in a race of 5 9 ball it can go and swing whichever way you want it to go and swing
0: yeah
3: but that's it and that's why it's fine margins so if as a coach you have to be able to just to, to flick, just flick it onto the onto your side. Just do something and be able to make make small adjustments and react at the correct moments to make sure that the next one
1: flips on your side. Here.
3: And that's yeah. what a coach is there for because it is fine, fine margins, margins. So you have to be able to react to situations. You have to be able to read the match, read your players and say, okay, don't do what Marcus did and just say, just sort of be, oh, I'll be all right in the end. We're not going to lose. It'll be okay. And then all of a sudden you've lost. You've got to get in there at the right moments and do something.
1: I, I don't envy, I don't envy Jeremy spot because it's like you, you, if you go and micromanage, you may look like you did too much. If you didn't do enough, then we're then we're crucifying you for you know being too passive and 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 not going and, and doing enough. You know,
0: and at the wild, end of the day,
2: they they got to add you up against well,
0: Yeah, that's that's coaching in any sport. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you, you've you got to know when to push the pedal, when to push the brake, when to do this, right. when to do that. And, you know, the main thing I think what Jim's pointing out is, is improvement is in things like, you know, if they get a little down, do they show fight? Uh, if if they, you know, if they need a point, do they get a spark? And, and a lot of that comes from from the captain. And so just want to see him do a better job of controlling the team and pushing the right buttons, and they still might come up short. But if if yeah. it looks like there was, you know, that the, the team, you know, fought for every freaking ball, and and course, the right are those are the
1: guys you want to be in your foxhole. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And so, you can—that's you know, one thing Johan did well with.
3: You can yeah. never be criticized. You can never be criticized if you show fight and do the best that you right. possibly can. Right. Right. Win or lose, you're going to get respect for that, and that's been I missing. Can't that wait. Was- yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm. It's getting <laughs> I'm close. It's I'm getting ready. so close now. I can, I Let's can go. almost feel uh, it. Uh, I can't believe uh, you're not going to be there, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Well, that's
0: yeah, well, both of us neither one of both us. Both of you, here, right? Yeah. I've got to
3: put up with this, this idiot yeah. for a week.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I want to see that alcohol bill. <sighs> He's going to be in a. He's going to be in a corner. <laughs> a nice flip there, man. He's going to be in a corner. He's <laughs> own vomit. Yeah, Sorry, I Mike. I, I had to throw you into that. I, I apologize for what that's I
2: had to right. say right there. I
0: hold up my hand. Yeah,
3: and you know what? The more the more that I've sat and thought about the last couple of weeks, the more that that, that the arrow pick just sort of it, it just is. There's something about it. It could it could be the most genius thing that's ever. I, yeah, I don't know. If this,
0: we're it worries do, me. We're it it, it we're worries me how it's going to go. We're gonna I just everyone, want we're Earl do one well one. to do well. I want
1: Earl to do well, and then I'm going to I'm going to go on interview Pinozo on on day three, <laughs> right before just just to <laughs> now, get it, just to get run. his thoughts on. Thought.
0: <laughs> you guys got me wrong. I, you know, I put Earl on the cover of a magazine more than anybody in the history of pool. I um, and I you love, I love Earl, and and he does still. You know, he played great this year. I talked to him for a while in Norfolk. It was cool to talk to him again. He was telling me about his, you know, the the redwood tree that he uses for a cue, and and it was, you know, it was, it was great. And I think he is excited, and I think he's got himself convinced that he's going to go there, and he's going to be a different person, and all that stuff. Uh, but. You know, we just have to wait and see what happens, and and I, you know, I'm going to be worried until the last balls hit because um, it could get really bad. I mean, it was, the um, you know, the last time he played, you know, it was the last time he played in 13. Well, I remember 13. It was awful. It was awful. It was pretty bad. And I remember, you know, the last couple of times he was, you know, World Cup of Pool or World Pool Masters, any of those things, they weren't good. Uh, he was he was good at this U.S. Open, you know, he was good at uh, for the most part. So, uh, you know, maybe at 60, you know, he just doesn't have the energy to be as as cantankerous as he's been in the past. And maybe the wheels won't come off. And if that's the case, then it'll be fun to watch. Um, And I'm not wishing bad on him at all uh, because I want to see Team USA play well and I want to see him be a positive impact on the other guys. I think that would be a cool thing to watch. Uh, you know, just, I'm, I'm holding my breath. That's all.
1: I just look giving you
0: well, a
2: hard time, Mike. That's all. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll say this. If the U S is going to lose 11 to three and I'm going to be in the stands, I might as well get Earl to entertain me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I hope it's not 11, <laughs> three. And, yeah.
0: and yeah. if Earl
2: shows up and plays great, Jeremy looks like a genius. We're back on the, you know, we're at least back out there to competing and I get to rub it in Jim's nose.
0: Yeah,
1: there you go.
2: Once I sober
1: up, boy. If they win, I'll buy the first ticket in Vegas. If they win, <laughs> I'm telling you. Like <laughs> right. at the end of the day, we just we we, we want a good we, we want
3: we want the Mosconi Cup to win. It's what we want. We don't want it to be a blowout every year, either way. Yep. You know, and it it, it, has, it goes through these periods. We've talked about the periods where it's you know it's it's all America or it's all Europe. You, you just want it to be competitive, you know. As a fan who's going to be there, I want a competitive day four. I want it to be exciting. Um, and uh, Well,
2: how about that that hypothetical that I gave uh, Jeremy, and he said uh, Shane versus Filler. If that happens at 10-10 and Shane wins, could you imagine what that does for the Moscone Cup? Mm-hmm. Like, the yep. U.S. winning when they weren't supposed to at Hill Hill, Again. Shane finally beating the demon of uh, Joshua Filler, beating off that, uh, you know, Mike's already getting written it out for a while. Are you kidding me with what would happen? The world would blow up with oh my, they would, they'd take, they'd take the NFL off, uh, off ESPN and just be talking about pool. I would be, I, I, I've got to,
3: I've got to be completely honest with you.
2: We'd be averaging 50,000 viewers per show, you know, live at any given time. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. We'd, we'd be the man in payment. Yeah. If, it, if it goes, if it, if it goes to the, Hill Hill,
1: Hill, Manscape coming in. Yeah,
2: that's right. We'd be the Stephen A. Smith and Mike Wilbon's of uh, of the Gosh. pool world. It'd be great.
3: Yeah,
1: I think if it goes to Hill Hill, and you're the European
3: coach, if you're Alex Lealy, and you know that Shane's going to get picked, which you know you would imagine yeah. it would be Shane. You're not picking Filler, and I don't think Lealy would pick Filler
1: either. I Chase. like Sky. You I like Jason. Sky and Filler.
2: I'd like that mm-hmm. Sky and yeah. Filler. Or you know I to be honest with you, I wouldn't be I if I was lately and I knew it was going to be Shane, to be honest,
3: I might pick Alvin. Yeah, but you know what's going to be the most interesting one this year. The most interesting pick this year is going to be the fans pick because that's always been Shane. Shane has always got the fans pick Shane I, and Jason. seriously the, the amount the amount of European, and Jason. it's already decided. the amount of Europeans that are going to vote for Errol because they want to see Errol play again. The amount of Europeans that are going to vote to get Errol on the table for one more match. You, every American, I'm, every American, I'm telling you,
1: whether it be Earl. I'm, with, I'm with Jim.
3: Whether or not, whether or not, the, whether or not the fans' pick is actually a fans' pick or not, we, we, nobody will ever know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not saying anything, but you know, I'm not, I'm
1: not saying it's not, but you know,
0: Emily. Yeah, I'm the they, no, may, they may tell you, you to hold
1: up at the door there at <laughs> you,
0: better, you better relax I'm making no
3: accusations, I'm saying in some sports these things have been known to not exactly pan out the way that it, it, it's supposed to Earl's going to get a boatload of votes of the European side the guys that want to see him play again I'd vote for Earl
1: no. let's wrap it up that before w- Jim gets in any more trouble
0: yeah, yeah, I, don't get, yeah. I, don't
1: I don't
2: want i don't want our entire uh group banned for gym stupidity
3: i said allegedly i did not say it happens i said in other sports it's been known to happen
2: all right well with that with that uh with that accusation completely unfounded it wasn't an
4: accusation <laughs> uh.
2: all right everybody thanks for tuning in again and of course uh Please share the streams as we uh, come out with them, or even now. Now works too. Uh, get it out there. Help us build the show. Uh, today, I think we had the most viewers we've ever had. We were up to 185 at one point. I uh, don't think we've ever had that many for a live show. So it's all about week. the guests. It's all about the guests. <laughs> yeah, all uh, about <laughs> it. yeah,
0: It's not about us. It's about us. It's all about the guests.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Say, uh, next, next, next week again? we
0: have next week we have Earl on.
3: No,
2: the,
0: ne- oh, next week make we j- it next week. Make it happen. Make we
1: just
3: put a tomorrow. photograph. We just we just put a photograph of Earl and watch like like three hundred people will just sit
0: and watch a still shot photograph, we'll a photograph of Earl. Photograph of Earl. And we'll, we'll call Joe Rogan and have him do the voiceover, <laughs> and we'll. let Ronnie to talk about Ronnie for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone
2: oh, want right. to talk about Ronnie?
3: <laughs> he needs to shave his shoulders and get a decent pair <laughs> oh, of shorts. God. This
1: show just took a dive. <laughs> a short, no boys. This is so <laughs> I'm out of here. Enjoy all the rest right. of the afternoon. Take care, everyone.
2: See you next week. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash queue it up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is, or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Q It Up podcast.